0: and the bulldog uh oh guess what day it is guess what day it is huh anybody Monday, Tuesday, hump day is half it's Mike Shope Mike, 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 Mike what day is it Mike <laughs> and the bulldog hey guess what day it is oh come on I know you can hear me it's Mike Shope and the bulldog guess what today is it's hump day Woo-hoo! on w g r
1: sports radio five fifty another one of these days where I feel like I just have not had a conversation yet today hmm. three o'clock in the afternoon that's that's pathetic. I have had a couple I've talked to the dog a lot, yeah Margot
2: how's that going?
1: It's hilarious. Margot is like five pounds right yeah. like the bird we have is barely smaller than margot. <laughs> And she's 11 weeks old. This is a pug that we've brought into our home. And just like the energy level is, I have a tough time playing at that pace. I never really did. <laughs> sure, I was never, I've never had a puppy. And it's just like, she runs around, we have her on the leash, then off the leash, she likes to just sort of duck and dodge, and um, yep. <laughs> I, I, all her moves, I think, because it's just amazing how kind of smart they are, and they, they're picking up. You know, she learns her name and yep, yep. Every, all these different things. Um, but we, we, we were advised with the food, so it's a third of a cup three times a day. Okay. And you give her a few minutes to eat because you're trying to make it known that this is when you eat. Uh-huh. You know, say like six in the morning, noon, and six at night, something right. like that.
2: Make it a routine, sure. But after a
1: few minutes, we were advised, take the bowl out. Of the of the player.
2: if she's not if she's if she's not going for it,
1: you only get Margo only gets a certain amount of minutes to eat her her meal. Oh, it's like prison, right? Right. But like, <laughs> you want her to eat when it's time to eat, right? So yeah, right. These sure. are these that's are the critical training, days. That's what, that's
2: what training is.
1: That's what training is. So good for you that
2: you're you're adhering to that. I don't know that I've ever done it.
1: <laughs> these we are the buttons, critical days. Good, good for you. Because yes, in a few right. weeks, maybe or less, she'll be like, "I'm just gonna eat what I want." She's like, right. shut up. Right. So, all right, we put the bowl in at six in the morning. Give her like ten minutes. Take it out. What she did next time was I put the bowl of food in. She just knocked it over. Oof. She just knocked it over. She's just playing. Oh no, I'm just I'm just playing. I'm just knocking stuff over. You know, I'm just playing. I'm just going to knock the food over because right. I'm not picking up the little nuggets. O- or so she would have you think. Yeah, but this might have been an act of defiance. I, I think everything is sort of intentional. <laughs> Just like in sports, why did this team lose? Oh, because they were not—they did not give a good effort. So there, there has to be meaning behind everything, right? There has right. to be a narrative. So that's so, it. You're
2: talking to the dog. That's it. No one else to talk I, to today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: my kids are back in school. My wife's working. Yeah, you know, pretty much, pretty much. All right. So um, Sal's coming up at three thirty today, and then Armando Salguero today. It is the Dolphins, after all, this week. He's uh, this, this show's favorite, Armando. Armando Salguera. I think I say that without even asking you. I think you would have to agree.
2: Number one in all our hearts as Number far one. as Armando's go. Yeah.
1: Number one Armando. Where are you on Mike McDaniel?
2: Um I still mostly hate how much I like him.
1: Okay. So I on, on that's your about,
2: that's about where I am.
1: On your famous, your famous uh feature here of hating on opposing yeah. coaches it's really hard. this ends up you end up hating yourself
2: I, right and you know that's a that's a frequent outcome uh, in my life I mean just you know whatever being honest uh so yeah I no, I hate yeah I hate how much I I think what he's doing is working hmm I, 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 I and and uh to make me feel even worse about myself I wanted it to work because he was so he seemed so different when he got there I, I wanted it to work I, I would I would if I recall correctly um, we had this this cookie thing yesterday where I, I don't know that I recalled correctly but if I recall correctly this is more recent than you talking about not having desserts D- dessert guy D- dessert guy uh, which I felt bad about because the guy called to, 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 with a great memory and I'm here trampling all over I, I think it was me uh, what a jerky mm-hmm. thing to do anyway I uh, think the
1: real crime there was that your thing your thing is French vanilla
2: well, you know that's Which is that's a whole other thing. So fake, uh, uh, it is another fake? thing. That's fake, right.
1: yes, fake. Not, I mean, who would prefer the fake vanilla to the real? I just think it's bad. Anyway,
2: because it's got cr- it's creamier, that makes it fake. Uh, anyway, uh, we don't need to have this argument again now. Maybe, maybe again, you know, some other time. I don't
1: care if we do; it's fine but with little, me. A little
2: later. Uh, but McDaniel got there, and and I would frequently point out, like, I don't know if it's going to work you know he's a very different guy there's you know it's a whole different vibe and you know will will football players who've been coached a certain way their whole lives and yeah you know generation over generation guys change and they there's a different expectation of how they're going to be treated by their coaches and that's evolved over our lifetimes massively i'd say but even with that said McDaniel seemed like a very like a, a he was making a new lane and I like I don't know this sounds great, but how's it going to go when things you know if things inevitably get bumpy, uh, will guys hang in there with him, and you know mostly they have I mean they've had successful seasons so far, so I think it's it's working, um, and I don't I I'm conflicted about wanting it to work because they're you know they're a rival and right now they're they're the biggest rival the Bills. You know, maybe they're the biggest rival the Bills have ever had, and they've become the rival now, sort of replacing New England because New England is faded. So I don't want a root. I don't want to root for them. I don't want them to have success. But objectively, I like his style, and I like for like the coaching profession that someone who's a little, you know, not from the same, you know, cut is um, it's got one of these jobs. So I want it to work, but at the same time, I sort of would like it also to burst in the flame. Okay. Does that make make some sense? I don't know. It's, uh, I'm conflicted.
1: Yeah, no, I I get it. I have no problem liking him. You know, like I I get uh, rivalries and everything. You know, I, I'm I feel like I'm a little old for it. So I like a lot of guys on teams that you're not supposed mm-hmm. to like if you're a Bills fan, right? Yeah. Um, New England disliking Belichick always came easy. In fact, that started before he was even there. Going back to. I mean, all the way back to the Giants, but Cleveland, and like it was mm-hmm. just like all, right away.
2: Yeah, he was easy.
1: Like, he was easy it, for people
2: our age. Like, do you remember did, did what he said about Marv Levy when mm-hmm. the Bills beat the Browns, or maybe the Browns beat the? I don't remember. He was no, the, coach the Bills the, won. Okay, he was the coach of the Browns, and he said something about the wing tee or something. I don't even, I don't even know. I, he mocked maybe, Marv. Yeah, and that that I I never forgot that. <laughs> yes, I, I loved Marv and so he was a villain, yeah. Super Bowl twenty five. I mean, yeah, there's you had you had a backstory with him. It wasn't like he just showed up in New England, stumbled into Tom Brady, and got great, and all of a sudden we had a villain. Like he was already, you know you know, he wasn't on the front page, but he was he was somebody in the book.
1: I think now this is obviously generalizing and even maybe stereotyping, but if I were asked the Bill Bills fans' opinion of McDaniel, who's been there now long enough. I mean, they've been in the playoffs, big games, n- numerous times. So there'd be an opinion by now uh, on him. Like he's he should be just about a household name in Bills fans' houses. Mm-hmm. McDaniel, and I would say fans would be like sort of negative toward him, maybe while respecting him. You can respect Belichick too. But negative toward him because they might say like Bill's fans say about a lot of people and a lot of teams and situations too much credit you know if he, if he were the Bills coach he would not get as much credit something like how, how come McDermott you know I heard mm-hmm. a caller on the station this morning point out that Trevor Lawrence actually has more turnovers in three years than Josh Allen does and he made a comment like why doesn't anybody ever talk about that like who ever, who even knows that? <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I, I feel like it makes sense that people don't talk about things like that, but you know, there's yeah. this complex, and McDaniel sort of fits with the Miami vibe very well. Right. Even you know, like just yeah, really, yeah, he's got chill. St-
2: he's style, and he's got the one, the one. I don't even know what what you know, the one, the one sweat pant leg rolled up. Uh, like he's you know, he's a kid. I, I, the sunglasses. Um, I don't know. Wasn't there a vaping thing at one point? I don't know. Like he he's got. Yeah, I I could see a certain – even me, like, I, I, I miss the opportunity because I'm just being honest. Like, I could have, you know, from the start just been, look, 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 he thinks he's so cool. He wants to be friends with these guys and all that. Like, I could have come from that. Like, I'm old enough to to sell that. But it wasn't how I felt, so I didn't do it. And, uh, you know, it's a missed opportunity for me and I think us, the show. I, because I, I could be ready to just clobber him with a bunch of with a bunch of heavy-handed, you know, new generation type stuff. Um, but it just wouldn't be real. Um,
1: but I, whatever what, – go ahead. I just wanted to add, like, whatever um, you might think – like, he's got an image and a style. Yeah. And so does Sean McDermott. And they're very different.
2: That's right.
1: But – there's probably a lot of similarity in how they get how they do well, how they succeed, which is, you know you're, you're brought up when he was hired, how will the players see him? Um, you earn a certain you earn the respect and you treat them like grown-ups, you know, but also you you show them you can be somebody that they can trust, they can come to, and that you can win games. And like both guys have done that. Yep. In, in different with different styles, so it might not be that they're as different as it appears.
2: Yeah. Well, the, the the credit that's right. I mean, I think the, you know, their images are very different, but they they might not be that far apart. Um, in, in how they do their job. I, I, you know, I, I, I feel I hear that. I think the credit he deserves, um, and 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 he's earned. I mean, he transformed Tua. I mean, that, that guy. That guy was a mess. He he was a mess, Be getting yanked in and out of the lineup. We're gonna go get Tom Brady. I, I mean, it was it was bad. Fitz, and what's that? Fitz. Fitz, right? Fitz, yeah. And McDaniel, like his. You know, th- a lot of this was public, right? Wasn't there? I remember seeing on social media footage of him maybe on a plane flying to yep. Miami for the introductory news conference, talking to Tua, right, about what he was going to do for him and how he was approaching it, and I, all of that, uh, you know, <laughs> that, that all appealed to me. Um, again, from a would I want this guy coaching my kid type standpoint, I loved it, but I thought, like you know. Man, this sounds just a lot. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, like I don't know. Let's all sing around the fire, or kind of stuff happening here, and I don't know. Like, good luck with with you know a room full of you know twenty two to thirty five year old men, and um, but Tua at the center of it. I mean, he to me he has rebuilt him brick by brick, and you know you can say what you want about his skill set and and the offense. You know, just just how, you're like, how talented is he? And it's a little like Cal Shanahan and Brock Purdy, although maybe not to that extent because at least Tua was, you know, the fifth or sixth pick of the draft, and Purdy was the very last pick of the draft. So that's like a stigma you're going to have a hard time overcoming, and your coach is always going to get more credit because you're that guy instead of a highly touted, pedigreed dude. Um, Tua had that, but I think he was a, a basket case Mentally, and I think he's even talked about it. And I think what McDaniel has done, he he's had a very magical touch with Tua Tagovailoa, and that's the most important thing to get right. And I think he nailed it.
1: Do you like him, Tua? Tua? Yeah, sort of because sort of. he
2: gets he gets the crap kicked out of him, and he and was getting the crap kicked out of him. It's hard not to be sympathetic to a guy that looked like he walked into. Just a real hellfire mess of a situation, and like I already talked about, was getting yanked around, and his head was probably all screwed up. Um, And those those guys always appeal to me. Yeah, wherever they're playing, those guys are hard for me to root against.
1: And he Um, he still has like vocal critics. Oh, I mean, famously, yeah, maybe on the Prescott level where there are just people who don't accept that Tua is good. And what a night this is for him. I mean, he's got – they've got injuries. He's playing the team that they mostly can't beat for the division. They haven't won that division, this division, in 15 years. Just like – he gets to play the game at home. What a chance for him to Mm -hmm. um, sort of prove something here in in this game against the Bills. Who've been, I mean, excellent defensively here uh, for, you know – Balance the last few years, but these last few weeks, I'm thinking of too. So, um, what a game this is going to be! What a game! Yeah,
2: it, re- it really is. Like from from their perspective, um, yeah, there's a, there's there's narrative busting opportunities, even more so than there was for the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago when they hosted Philadelphia, uh, because because of all all of it. Right? You just said it. The, the the division, the Bills. You know, it's not like they've been on a decade long run or anything, but they've won it three times in a row. Uh, They have hammered Miami in spots, maybe most notably when Miami came here a couple of years ago with a chance to make the playoffs and lost by 30 um, in a game the Bills didn't even need. I mean, the Bills, just like for sport, just pummeled them. And, you know, Miami has a chance to kind of tip that on its head Sunday night. Yeah, it's, 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 it's what makes sports great. Is having all these storylines. You've got this history, you know, whatever. I've got my personal conflict about McDaniel and Tua, uh, but you know, you've, you've got all of it. And, and you know, the Bills have had their challenges this year, and here we are. Yeah it's it's a tremendous it's a tremendous way to end the season.
1: Well, so that game in the final week of the season would have been twenty twenty one or twenty twenty. Trying to think. So the last. Few Dolphin games going backwards. Uh, you had the the week four this year was is the most recent, and that's a game where the world is talking about. Well, maybe not so much in like Bangladesh, but the country is talking about the Dolphins and the Bills. Stomp them, you know. Next question, right? That, it was fun while it lasted. Miami, good good one. <laughs> it is
2: twenty the, that that stomp was twenty right. At twenty right.
1: Okay, yeah. good one. Miami, good one. Coming here three and zero seventy points. Good one. Uh, next most recent is last year in the playoffs, where Skylar Thompson, but they still lost. It's a playoff game, and you lost to your nemesis. Before that, it's the game in the snow on the Saturday night here late in the season, December, and that is also a close game where the Dolphins were impressive in a lot of ways. It wasn't you know expected mm-hmm. that they would be as good as they were, especially in the weather, but they lost. Before that, is the game last year early in the season in Miami when they tried to melt, li- literally melt the Bills players, <laughs> right. and it, it kind of worked. And it worked, even though they got outgained by 300 yards, yeah. like a super fluky win. Objectively, I mean, if mm-hmm. you get outgained in a game like that, whether you root for one team or the other, that is a fluke of a win. And so, like, and it's early in the season anyway, but even that is kind of like, oh. I mean, it's so hard to beat them. Miami is thinking, it's so hard to beat them. Twenty one is going to be what then? Uh, it's two games, both are in the first half of the season. This is a all right. This is Fitzpatrick, and no, it's not actually. It's Tua and Brissette. It doesn't really matter who's who's talking about what the what the Bills did against the Dolphins in two thousand twenty
2: one. Right, um, but I've. They started
1: yeah, 1 and 7 and that included two losses to the Bills. Uh, the game where Tua gets hurt right away in Miami on a sack. And Brissett plays the rest of the game the Bills shut him out. That's 2020.
2: Right, 35 nothing and then the game here is 26-11. I'm just looking at that season now.
1: 26-11. So, you know, it's a the the, the Dolphins the lifetime record. Like the Dolphins win literally every meeting wow. of the 1970s, 20 and 0. But they're only like five wins more than the Bills in the head to head now. The nineties cut into that. Yeah. And then even more so probably would be the last five years.
2: I just made a sound because I'm I just had the schedule open from twenty one and that thirty five nothing win in Miami, Allen only threw for one hundred and seventy nine yards. It's just a surprising thing to see. Uh, I didn't open the box. It's just there on the schedule page. And I was like, wow, how do you win a game 35-0? Well, we just saw it, I guess. We just saw it. The Cowboys, that's how you do it. That was
1: double what he threw for against (laughs) Dallas. That's
2: right. That's right.
1: Um, Well, you got a big lead and then didn't need anything in that game. Yeah. Well, may they be so lucky Sunday. Here's a question you won't like. (laughs) Great. If I may be... Allowed to propose a hypothetical where the Bills lose this game. Mm-hmm. This is sort of what what could happen if they lose this game. Is there any way you would take the six right now? No. Okay, I wouldn't no. either.
2: I. No. You you have had success against this team. Go do it. You know that get the two play at home. No, you know. A few, you know, six weeks ago or whatever it was, when you, you asked me a similar type question, you know, would you take basically what we have, what right. we ended up with? Uh, I was like, yeah. I mean, I'm 500. I, I got it. You know, sure. <laughs> I'm but
1: not you begging brought up, for anything. When we had that conversation, you brought up the one seed. Oh, can I, I get I've, the one seed? Because Miami was at the top. <laughs> right. um, but yes, right. that's right. That's right. Have you thought about, again, this sort of is based on a loss, but have you thought about whether the seven might be better than the six?
2: I have not. I ha- I have not.
1: The 6 means the Chiefs. If the Bills lose to the Dolphins and Jacksonville wins, that's enough for it to mean the 6. That would be it, pretty sure. Um no, I'm not right. I'm not right. Cuz Indianapolis and Houston would both pass the Bills if they whoever wins that game would pass the Bills if the Bills lost. Well, I'm getting all mixed did, up now.
2: Didn't I say I did say yesterday I would rather play Miami than Kansas City right now. Yeah, that's or no. That's no, the point. I said the, I, no, I said the opposite, actually. I think I said I would rather play Kansas City than Miami. Uh on reflection. Sorry, I botched it okay. the first time through. I rushed it. Um so I, okay. I you know
1: I was right, actually, because okay. the Indianapolis Houston winner would win the division there. So if the Bills lose and oh, right. and Jacksonville and Pittsburgh lose you're you're the 6. Yeah. The Bills are the 7 if they lose and Jacksonville wins and that's pretty Pittsburgh much it. Loses. That's yeah. that's either as long as the Houston game isn't a tie. Right. You're still you're looking at the 7 that way. So the Jacksonville well, game is the pivotal game for 6 versus 7.
2: Sitting here right now um again, you know, Predicated on a loss, but you still get in. I love the idea of going right back to Miami
1: again. I know, right?
2: I just, I just, I just, I, I, I. Love that I, I don't love the loss, obviously, but I, lo- I love the idea of getting of doing that.
1: Yesterday, you're like, oh, I love them in this game. You love the Bills in this game Sunday night. Mm-hmm. I am more uh, nervous about this game, but confident that they would win a rematch. Which does that make any sense? <laughs> I don't. Does that make any sense? That's really hard to. I think they by, could but, easily lose Sunday but, night, but then win if yeah. they had to go back there.
2: Yeah. See, I I don't think they could easily lose. They certainly could, and if they do, I would welcome it, and I would love the opportunity. But I don't know about how how you know. It's just, I just I like I just like the optics of that. I like how that will feel as we'll be downtrodden and like oh god we have, oh yeah, and just go just go smoke. Well, think of the uh, Dolphins though.
1: Fun. Think of the Dolphins though. Like the the. Recent history we just laid out. They squeeze out a win in this game. Turnovers, some something dumb. Well, another one of the, the games like they won last year against the Bills, and their prize is to have to do it again. Right, that's what they win with Bills with thousands of Bills fans all around them. There could be more there next week because tickets would be different. You know, like mm-hmm. the, these these tickets have been held for months. But next week, you know, you sort of start anew, and maybe Bills fans would have more success buying those. Yeah. Um, so there's many people that go down there. I wonder, like, how many would go right back for the playoffs.
2: What does that stadium hold? 55, 60, somewhere in that range? 65 maybe tops?
1: Uh, there's
2: going to there's gonna be 25,000 Bills fans in there Sunday, right? Yes. <laughs> it's just going to be, and maybe more if they play the week after.
1: Yeah, that's uh, what I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, gonna, it's already going to be, you know. A third Bills
1: just, fans, I would think. Just I could picture the Dolphins like winning a close game, just a brutal game on Sunday, and right, be like, right. "Oh, great!
2: Yeah, we won the division. We don't even get Woo! the
1: we don't even get the Texans. We don't right. even get a, a moment of of a moment to breathe. We just get this this team again, right? No one would be happy if the Dolphins won and the Bills ended up as the seven. No one's happy. The Bills right. don't want to have to be go on the road. They're going back to Miami. You know, Sunday right. night, right back there in a week. Dolphins are miserable because they get that matchup again. No one's happy if that's what we get. Sal Capaccio next. Armando Salguero as well today. Thanks for being along. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. WGR. It's Sal Capaccio. I make a special Capaccio for you, right? Eh? Oh, yes. now that sounds really good. Oh, you like?
3: Hey, get away. Get away from my wife with that. What's the matter, Capaccio no good? What? What do you do now? They don't like a Capaccio.
0: On WGR, I make a Capaccio for you. Sports Radio Five Fifty.
1: Welcome back, Sal Capaccio, on the West Her Hotline. Bills and Dolphins Sunday night. Sal, we know how you love your schedule trivia, and you know the uh, analyzing how the schedule gets made, and then and then flex mm-hmm. games like this game. This will be the seventh. Bills night game of the season, which isn't there like a ceiling on that? Maybe five normally or six now because the Bills had six I
3: scheduled. I was, yeah. Would that be a record? Okay, so I have to remember my rules here because they've changed a lot. We did ask Mike North on the podcast earlier this year when he was on with uh, Matt Bovay and I. And I believe he said, you can be scheduled for f- five, get flexed into a sixth, and then you could have a seventh if it's the Sunday night game the, 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 in week 18. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Here we are. Right.
3: But they did get scheduled yep. for six, I think already.
1: Like they were not. It's Jets, Giants, uh, Tampa on a Thursday, Cincinnati, Denver on a Monday, and the Chargers were all. Scheduled. So it was six scheduled okay, night so games six, plus one.
3: So sixth and seventh and eight, I think. I think you can get flex into a seventh and eight with the possible Sunday night flex. Okay.
1: Would would you like make a guess? Would you think that seven is the most ever? Maybe.
3: For any one team ever? Yeah. Man. Maybe, right? Maybe. I, maybe, yeah. I I'd have to think that the Patriots ever have more than that, like, during their run? Have or the Dallas, Chiefs at any, any point in the last few years? I'll yeah. I'll try to find out. It's got, you know, Saturday yeah. Night games. P- please do because
2: that is crazy to think about. I know Dallas has been in that Sunday night game. least one time maybe more than that and they're a team that always gets a ton of prime time but i don't know if they ever got to six before ending up on sunday night yeah
1: i i used to think the record if somebody asked me like what the rule was i would have said exactly what sal said which is five maybe with a plus one but maybe it's six with a plus one now because that's what it it appears this season has been for the bills and they got this uh plus one what does the game being at night mean in your mind to anything like is there an advantage either way? Is, you know, I mean, again, it's lots of night games, nothing new to the Bills, but end of the season. What does it mean to you that this game is being played late?
3: I don't think there is an advantage for the game being played late Sunday night, but I do think there's a disadvantage the following week. Because especially as the road team, if the Bills are to win and make the playoffs, they would they would have to play Sunday night, come home late. Like, you're not getting home from Miami until early, early morning Monday. And I went back and looked, guys. I thought that would guarantee you a Sunday game the next week. Yeah. Not the case. The last two times a team played Sunday night football week 18 and made the playoffs, they played Saturday the following week in the playoffs. That's a really short week. And I think it stinks that the NFL does that to anybody. But that is the case. So to me, there is a disadvantage in that regard. I didn't mean to barrel
2: in on you. You tweeted this yesterday, and I I made a note of it because this came up, and we never got back to it. It was Washington in 20 and the Raiders in 21,
1: I think. Washington was at Philadelphia on the Sunday night, won the division with that win, went home and hosted Tampa. So not much in the way of travel, just to Philadelphia mm-hmm. and back. Right. Vegas was home to the Chargers, the game that if it had ended in a tie would have meant they both go that game. So they played an overtime home game on the Sunday night then went to Cincinnati
3: mm-hmm. on
1: a Saturday and lost. Both both of these teams lost uh, in the first round.
3: I also would point out that, I mean, if it's Pittsburgh, if they get the seven, let's say, and the Bills win, get the two, they play each other. Pittsburgh plays the day before, right? They have a little advantage. So to me, it's not the front end advantage; it's the back end disadvantage. And to be honest with you, is what it comes down to here. On the injury report
1: today, there isn't much. Miami's dealing with a lot, and it's a very short list mm-hmm. here. For Allen, it says he, he, it was a walkthrough. I know, so uh, like everybody was a part of it. But for Allen, it's listed right finger, neck, and then right finger. What is what is right finger? He's got five, right? He's got, he's got unless the thumb. How many right fingers does Alan have?
3: You know, Mike, I, I'm going to be really honest with you. I didn't even notice that until you said it. I thought I assumed right shoulder. When I saw it come out, I saw a neck slash, and I thought right shoulder. I didn't even read it to say right finger. Thank okay. you for pointing that out right until finger. you just said that. When right I finger. saw so, it, I, yeah.
2: I saw right finger, and I assumed index finger index. But that's just, that's, yes. that's an assumption. How, let's rank, we'll
1: like, rank, we'll be drafting fingers later in today's Mike show. Mike is asking the right question. Right. Which finger is, is it the right finger? Him, right? Yeah,
3: like, what is that? But, all right. I mean, he is on the injury report. Mostly, everybody's concerned about his neck because of what happened on Sunday, and he left the game early. Um, he said he's good to go. Sean McDermott said he didn't think it would impact him in any way for the game, and he was listed as a full participant in practice. Um, in just because it's a walkthrough doesn't mean you can't be listed as limited. Demar Hamlin and Micah Hyde were listed as limited. Now, those are estimations. So basically what happens as a walkthrough is you list the players who, if it were a full practice, this is what they would have been. Sal Capaccio on the West
1: Her hotline. Um, Bills last 10 offensive touchdowns, which go back to the second quarter in Kansas City. Six are Allen runs. Six are Allen runs. Uh, two were passes. One was a dump-off to James Cook. The other was the bomb to Davis in L.A. Uh, for their part, the Bills have only given up one passing touchdown in these these same games. Uh, Rashi Rice at Arrowhead is the wow. last passing touchdown against the Bills. Um, thoughts, Sal, on how just like the Allen rushing prowess, which we've always known about, full display here with the touchdowns, these short runs, and, you know, their last touchdown pass that was actually a pass to the end
3: zone would have been in philadelphia does does that uh worry you um it, it doesn't like the way you describe it doesn't necessarily worry me specifically what worries me is just the passing game right now where it is i just don't think it's where it needs to be uh for whatever reasons that's to me what you just described as a is a byproduct of that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're not getting the ball into the end zone passing because they're not Super efficient throwing the ball right now. I think that's just what happens. Um, I remember a few years ago, the same thing. I remember thinking, geez, they don't... Man, the one year they threw the tight end a lot in the red zone, in the end zone. And then I think it was the next year, I remember thinking and looking at saying, man, they don't throw the ball to the end zone that much. And that's not happening as much this year right now, at least, the last several weeks. Um, So I just think that that's all part of what's happening here. Um, Can I remember any... Incompletions lately? Can you guys, like, in the end zone incompletions? Maybe. James Cook had one near the goal line. He dropped right against Dallas. That could have been. That wasn't in the end zone. Probably would have been a touchdown had he held on. Um, so maybe. But no, Mike, I, I'm more just concerned about the actual, you know, passing game and where it is. Not super concerned because you have Josh Allen and we know they have the ability to do it. But I just think what you point out is a part of the overall issue that's that's happening. Right. I agree. Right. How,
2: how much of, of what we're talking about here is sort of th- that they that they made a change, th- that the running backs became more of a focus, even Kincaid was a little bit more of a focus while Knox was hurt, and now that's kind of gone away with Knox back. Um, but you, do you think there's been a shift in focus, and can they shift
3: it back to the passing game, you know, on a whim? I mean, on a whim, I, I think that it's in there somewhere, somehow. Uh, it's not easy. But at some point, you know, you have Josh Allen, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You've done it before. You have ways. You have guys here, I think, you know, that have put up numbers and been productive. So it's got to be in there somewhere to way unlock it. I don't exactly know what the key is. To me, there's a lot of things going on. Um, you know, <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago, Stefan Diggs said something which was really, I think, important and true. And he said... You know, there's a lot that has to go into him getting the ball. Like, teams might be concentrating on him. He's got he's to gotta get open. And then when he does get open, you got to protection. Then the ball's got to be on time. and It's got to be on target. Like, he didn't say all those things, but he was alluding to all that. And that's right. I think that, to me, it's just not as simple as maybe one thing. Josh Allen being more accurate. Well, he can be accurate. He was accurate to Trent Shurfield. Didn't result in a pass and a completion because there was no separation and maybe he got his hands on it. He was accurate to Latavius Murray. He dropped it. Then you have passes where he's not as accurate and that happens. And then you have times where he's under pressure and they haven't had Mm -hmm. great pass protection. It just seems to me right now, over the last couple of weeks, they've had this confluence of events that has really kind of hampered the passing game. So I don't think it's as simple as one fix. But I do think that if you fix one of those things, maybe the others start to follow suit a lot more, if that makes sense.
1: I think, I don't know, you tell me if you think this is abnormal at all, but here we are, 16 games in. And maybe whatever the big conclusion about this team is going to be that we talk about from February to September, it just could be so many different things. At this point, it just like so they're leaning into James Cook. Maybe they'll win a Super Bowl doing that. Maybe they'll be able to throw 150 yards in games and play the 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 Texans next week and the the bad Chiefs and the and Ravens and just like they'll, maybe they'll win a Super Bowl doing that. And then what? But it could also be that that was bad strategy. It could also be weapons. There's a very good chance. I think, of course, this is mm-hmm. if they lose at some point, even Sunday. The whole weapons. W- we don't have enough that we've been kind of crying about here for three years, could end up, listen, like, respectfully to your point that you just made about Allen's accuracy, listen to the names. Sherfield, yep. Murray, Latavius Murray, who is kind of amazing still in the league. Right. Like, that's if that's where this ends, and, you know, they're just not getting any consistent production from uh, anybody in the passing game, including Diggs, just there's so many different, Topics that we could end up stuck on to define this season. And it's, it's interesting to me that that's the case with so much of the season being over.
3: No, I, I, I hear that. I agree. I just felt that the last like even the these swing passes sometimes like Josh Allen throws a screen pass first play of the game to Stephon Diggs and he's off target. Missed him again a little bit later. Like I do think Allen's playing a part in this for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe he does have you know it's a finger issue, whatever. But you're right. <laughs> right I mean they have not. Yeah, I know, right? I know. Now, now, now I'm thinking about that a little bit more. <laughs> right. Um, but you're right, Mike. I mean, and and like we've been saying it, but what they do, they went out and they drafted Dalton Kincaid in the first round, and that was supposed to be a guy that could really kind of unlock some of this stuff. And what what I do fall back on a little bit here is. They did start to get James Cook involved in the passing game. That went really well. He's good out of the backfield. Like, when it was working, it was humming a little bit for a few games there, it seemed like. And I know it wasn't super clean and awesome against Kansas City, but they did enough. But Philly, Dallas, like, things were just working. And I know Dallas, they didn't throw that much even. But it just seemed like they had a balanced attack. They could attack you from different ways. And we all know that, you know, Josh Allen could have ease, not easily, but nobody would be surprised if Sunday night he's through for 320 and four touchdowns, just what he does sometimes. So we know he has that capability. You're right. They probably have to add more weapons, and it's late here. You're not going to do it now. But I I think that, you know, overall, there's just a lot of things that have to start going a a little bit better, a little bit more here or there. To kind of get everything back in order, and I don't know if it'll ever happen, but you might have to have to rely on one or two of those things just to get a little bit better to advance on and and be the better team on a, on a given day.
1: Kincaid is going to be such a topic, like if it ends this way, where we're at in terms of the passing game, because that was he was happening until Knox returned, and mm. then I mean, sure, it's matchups too, it's other things too. Cook, mm-hmm. game script. I mean, I know that, but it's been several games now, and Kincaid is a, a very much a bit part in in their passing tree it's like is it one target one catch in two games like this was the fear it was it. A, it was a hell of
2: a catch but yeah and, and a long a long catch but yeah it it hasn't been frequent enough let's get your town. first
1: round pick make, let's make him relevant yeah. Yeah. here with these being their most important games i'm for that
3: no i agree and i mean he just broke the bills all-time rookie receptions record held by sammy watkins just broke that last week so when you say he's going to be a topic. Yes, but then I think maybe it's Dawson <laughs> yeah. Knox should be the topic. I mean, well, what, which way do you go there? Well, th-
1: that was a dubious contract, in my opinion, and that was part of the, the drama about the pick was, can they make it work with Knox be- getting paid and probably being on the field? Right. The and idea- still is.
2: The idea, I think, was that that the 12 was going to give them 12 yeah. personnel, two tight ends, was going to give them a different look and uh, open up more things in the run game and the pass game. And yeah, I mean, it should be noted that that Kincaid's biggest impact this year has been when he was, you know, when Knox was not active. Um, so that that's I think that when when Mike says he'll be a topic if it ends like you know some way like this, like we're talking. Um, I think that's what the topic will be, like yeah, like Sal said. Maybe, maybe Knox is more of the topic than Kincaid. Like yep. uh, Knox is holding Kincaid back
1: somehow.
3: I guess that's up to us.
1: Uh, I don't know what's happening there, but Sal, we have you or what?
3: Yeah. Yep. Sorry, guys. I just uh, had a uh, tough connection here. Give me a second. Okay. <laughs> Well, we can wrap here. It's we almost can time. Wrap.
2: Yeah, we're, we're good. On. We're good here anyway. So, All right. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Sal. If you hear, if, if if you can't hear me, please someone tell Sal that we appreciate. <laughs> his time. I'll text him. I think I All have right. his number. All right.
2: <laughs> oh, Sal Capaccio yes. on the Western Hotline, brought to you by uh, <clears throat> New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet?
1: Seems like he may, maybe hit the stairs for a second there. I don't know what I was listening <laughs> no, to. No, I just,
2: I, I just the, the clumsiness of this just uh, threw me off for a second. So
1: No, I meant Sal.
2: Oh, 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 oh. God.
1: He was climbing stairs. Okay, well, uh, there it is. Seven night games with this one. I'm going to try to find out if that might be a record. We've been tweeted at by a listener who says Tampa had seven when Brady got there. I only count four uh, for them. So um, I can imagine seven has been done, but I bet eight hasn't. So the Bills might be tying a record here for most night games. Now, I'm not including the playoffs. Pretty sure the Super Bowl is a night game. And there are others. Usually. so you.
2: Although, could... I mean, it's a couple hours earlier than the traditional night game window, though.
1: Yes. Six, Seven 000. night games and five one o'clock games is how this ends. And that's just insane for us, right? Like, that's just so different. Five years ago... How long will it take before the Bills are on prime time seven times? Five years.
2: Now we're maybe borderline sick of it.
1: <laughs> yes. I don't, I, have, I don't know. I have heard that this week. Why does the game have to be so late? <laughs> right. Armando Salguero coming up at 4. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here at WGR. Welcome back. Week 18 in the NFL. No uh, Thursday night game, if you were wondering about that. First game of the weekend is Saturday, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Pittsburgh has been a road favorite all week against the AFC's top seed because it's been presumed that Lamar Jackson won't play and maybe who knows how many uh, good Ravens veterans. They've got injury stuff there. They've had that all year. They always have that in Baltimore. It was made official today. John Harbaugh said Jackson will not play, so he might end up squatting on the MVP. After last week, I mean, he's the huge favorite in the in the odds, and now he's not going to play the Steelers. So I mean, I I how can unless he lose?
2: there's a scenario out there where Josh Allen throws for 700 yards on Sunday night? I just <laughs> only uh, and I realize Allen's not the next one in the odds anyway. I, I don't think anybody's catching Lamar.
1: No, I don't either. Um,
2: and, you know, I don't know, is it now is now a decent time to remind uh, ourselves that uh, the Ravens with Huntley, a quarterback, almost beat the Bengals last year. It was like a fluky fumble at the goal line that went the other way for a touchdown that still shouldn't have counted because somebody got blocked from behind on the return. Anyway, uh, the Ravens, even with Huntley, almost beat uh, the Bengals, who, you know, kicked the crap out of the Bills a week later.
1: Oh, I think they're very likely two, two
2: weeks later. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, Well, maybe it was the next week. Right? No, because the Bills
2: beat the Bills beat Miami in the wild card. Was that that game was not a playoff game? That was a.
1: It was. was
2: it? it was. It was a wild card game. Yeah, it was.
1: Sorry. Um, sure. Don't don't um over overrate the one team has something to play for and the other doesn't stuff. Lots of times, it's, it's yep. maybe maybe with Joe Ostrowski tomorrow. Like the correlation on that is not as maybe as great as you think. I don't know what you think, but Baltimore is one of five teams at least that is sitting its starting quarterback on purpose. Um, The Rams. Carson Wentz will start for the Rams, not Matthew Stafford. They could end up a 6 or a 7, but they're in for sure. So Mm -hmm. they're they're all set. They play the Niners, who are doing the same thing. Darnold starts for the Niners. They're locked in as the NFC 1. NFC layout right now is beautiful. L.A. and Detroit is so good. Yes, it is. With Stafford and Goff. It's Green Bay-Dallas right now. It could end up being Seattle. I mean, that's fine, too. Seattle-Dallas was a great game this year. Yeah, it was. And then Philadelphia-Tampa Bay, fine. Like, do the Eagles go down here after such a bad slump that they're in against the Bucks? And do you win money if Baker Mayfield ends up starting two <laughs> playoff games in the very year of the bet? Right. or Unless it was last year. You guys it told was, me it was la- last year. It
2: was, but it was la- Yeah, It was sometime last year, I think.
1: That yes. That was made. Also, Mahomes is sitting for Kansas City. They're locked in as the three. They're at the Chargers. That's Blaine Gabbert. That is Blaine Gabbert. How many teams you has
2: you, you? You left off. You left off the most notable one.
1: I, I didn't get to Flacco yet. You're right. That's I, right.
2: Because I'm my. You know, it's an. It's an. I know. I keep sort of playing this same song here, but the idea that in the year of our Lord 2024, Joe Flacco is being sat down, not playing in place of someone else in Week 18 is just. Still mind-bending.
1: It's me. good. How many teams has Gabbert started for? Uh,
2: Jacksonville, San Francisco, right?
1: Arizona. Okay, yeah. Man, right. he goes back a lot. His page just keeps going. Tennessee, and he played for Tampa, but didn't start. Now the Chiefs. Five. He goes back to 2011. Gabbard, he's 34. Yeah, and Flacco. So Jeff Driscoll starts for uh, Cleveland against the Bengals. I mean, I mean, these these teams they're playing have backups in too. They just didn't right. like right. Browning or Easton Stick, Mason Rudolph. Do they all? Donald versus Wentz. Bills Dolphins is one of the few actual starting quarterbacks who teams want to have be their starting quarterbacks. Meeting, um. A lot, a lot of, The list of starters this week is just, there's a lot of names. A lot of weird you, names. <laughs>
2: who, who, I, I don't know, I don't want to get cute trying to ask a question. I'll just offer this observation. When da, uh, Darnold had to come in at some point while I was away. Baltimore. I don't know, okay. And he he came in, he's got a he's got a beard, I don't want to say a big beard, because it's not like a Fitz beard, but he's got a beard. And, like, he came in, and I didn't have the sound on wh- 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 where I was watching, and... I, I, like, looked at him and went, who is this? I don't even know who this guy is. And then eventually he turned around. I'm like, oh, my God, Sam. I forgot Sam Darnold. I forgot mm-hmm. Sam Darnold existed. I just, like, just know where he was. Like, I did not did not have he's the San Francisco backup. And it took me a few plays to realize who the heck is playing quarterback for them.
1: Beards can do that to you. <laughs>
2: I guess so. Beards yeah. can trip you up. I think without the beard, I would have recognized his face instantly. But he looked very different with the beard inside the face mask to me.
1: Darnold versus Wentz this week.
2: Wow. Throw out the record books.
1: Throw them out. There might not be any. Uh, Armando Salguero next as we talk Bills Dolphins here on WGR.